Welcome to episode 19 of the Tales of Crisis. With myself, your host, Martin Swaffield, and joining me tonight, as usual, is James Chalmers. Good evening, Chalmers. Good evening, how are you? I'm wonderful, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Excellent, we've had a lot of new stuff revealed, um, and some quite big game changes revealed as well. Yes, the last episode it was, we talked about how the uh, extravaganza got delayed. Yes. Or like yeah last minute delayed which is now coming out uh when's it first week in july or second week in july got redated i can't it remember did get redated i can't remember what they ended up saying because i was kind of like oh well most of it's been revealed but yeah. um yeah i'm still looking forward to it to be honest it's still going to be good to get those seminars and see what they go through but it's going to be interesting to see how they balance it given that quite a bit of it's already been revealed yeah, so we got the new Hydra versus Shield video. Yes. Uh, kind of revealed the new models. Um, that was quite cool. Like being a Cabal player and seeing a new Red Skull, it was like, oh, yay. He's finally getting some love. Um, although we were saying he's not showing up anywhere on the uh, gallery despite all the other reveals. So not too sure on that one why he's not uh, not there yet. So no, we've got a f- skullduggery at hand. Yeah. Um, so no, we've got a few new um, characters for them, and it looks like there's going to be a kind of Hydra affiliation. So you get the um, I can't remember what the official term is. The goons. Um, yes, I think that it, is the official term. Is it yeah. that the official term? Yeah. Yep. It's the 14th to the 16th of July. It's the new Stravaganza. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've got the new uh, Hydra goons and brand new Red Skull, who looks very cool. Um, but it looks like it's a kind of like a original Marvel comics back in the day with a kind of original Human Torch and uh, old school Captain America and uh, what's it? I'm trying to think who else was announced. It was Alden I can... Zemo. Yes, I can never Baron remember. Stucker. Baron uh, Stucker. Yeah. So no, they're, they're going to be some very cool releases, and then uh, Cabal's getting a new leader as well. Yes, um, but before we get onto that, I there were quite a few people that all got excited about the Human Torch until they realised it wasn't the Fantastic Four Human no, Torch. No, it's uh, Android. Android, <laughs> the original. Um, yeah it does say the original Human Torch. To be fair, so it does, but I don't think that many people knew that there was. An original <laughs> an one. Original they thought one. the original one was the Fantastic Four yeah. one. Um, so yeah, um, but no, Shield versus Hydra is going to be the the new clash as such, as opposed to Avengers versus Cabal. But mm-hmm. um, lots of goons appearing and lots of old school um, characters in yes. there. So uh, that should be really interesting to see how that all pans out and what they do with that. Uh, like you say, we've got a different Red Skull as well. So he's, I'm assuming he won't be a Cabal leader. He'll just be a Hydra leader. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait and see how that pans out. And yes, there, but there was, as you say, a new Cabal leader. It's Malekith. Malekith. What an amazing model that is. An absolutely stunning model. It looks very cool. Uh, I just hope it works on a tabletop. <laughs> Because it seems like it's probably the biggest kind of in, in regards to like width and wingspan yes. and yeah, It'll that be on the table. Because some of the terrain isn't always as easy 
Um, so I'm wondering, I'm hoping they'll they'll do a, a version where the wings are a little bit more flexed in as such. Um, yeah. So that he's not going to be clashing with terrain and building get him into and, things. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see on that. Um, that was all a while ago. Now it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, since then we've had more. We've had the Asgardian cards, Scourge and Heimdall, which we're going to cover in a minute, along with their team tactics cards. Yep. And then after that, we had basically a brand new way of playing the game that wasn't that new, but has, I think will cause quite large repercussions across the world. Well, before um, that... And talk about repercussions across the world. We did get another model release as well, or reveal. It's the Winter Guard. We have, haven't we? well, I think that came after. See, it's all. It's I all. I think when it was that came a... after Heimdall, but before the new versions. Yes, probably. I think so. Feels like we've had a. We we were <laughs> complaining the other day that there wasn't enough, and then um, that there's been a lot since then. So yeah, we've got the Winter Guard, the the uh, the good Russians, um, I believe. Again, the Russian not, Avengers, essentially. Yep, yeah, not one that I have uh, particularly read anything about prior. They look cool. They do. Uh, giant bear. What's yeah, they not yeah. like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a uh, giant bear should be fun. Um, uh, think there should be another box as well i'm pretty sure the winter guard have six different like main characters so do we only see four i'm not sure whether like the other two are down the line or they're gonna come out a bit later um but yeah no they, they look cool i'm a bit like you i don't know them that much i've seen them in a couple of comics but nothing like massively um but no they look fun i, I don't know how they'll play but yeah, I mean, anytime you can push a massive bear around the table, it's it's good, should be fun. Absolutely, no, they they do look good, and um, again, a bit more variety. Always good to have a bit, bit something a little bit different. I do hope that they do get more than the four. I yeah. think there are a lot of affiliations with very few affiliated characters, and they do struggle. So I'm not sure of any existing characters in the game that would be affiliated. Uh, not that I can think of. Again, not what? knowing them well enough to know, but um, it, I hope that the, their affiliation list does come more than four, um, because otherwise it, it will be a bit of a struggle. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'll get a couple of extras, or they'll be able to kind of slot in an extra couple here and there. Um, but we'll see. I mean. With obviously the whole war in Ukraine, I think these have been delayed a little bit um, because I, I think they cropped up on a. We did see early leaks of ago. them ages ago. I think it was one of the shops in Poland or somewhere like that had them. So, so they'd gone to stores. I, I, I like you. I think they've just been delayed slightly. Um, yeah. Because of what was going on across the world. Yes. Uh, they've been listed on a couple of sites as Q3, so I mean that's any time from uh, what's it, August till September, October, uh, yeah, September. It's July, September, isn't August. it? July through to oh yeah, July to September. September. So 
yeah, the fact that it says Q3, I have a feeling we're probably looking at the back end of Q3. I would guess right? it's the back end, yeah. So. Rather than towards the start. But no, it is, like you said, we were kind of complaining about everything being quite quiet. But now we've had a kind of slew of model reveals. And then, who knows, we might see some more new ones at the Mini Extravaganza as well. They might show something that's coming Q4. But I do wonder if they've held back a little bit and they're going to go through some more. We, mm. we shall see. So, once we do know, though, where we've actually got some rules, is the two new Asgardians. Yeah. So, what's your initial impressions of the two of them? I quite like them. Uh, I think um, Scourge being a three threat is kind of, it helps Asgard. It's the thing that I think we've always talked about, that they're a great affiliation, but they've got so many high threat value characters, It's you kind of sometimes struggle to fill out the uh, lower point games. Yeah. Um, I think rules-wise, he's pretty solid as well. He's like, it kind of just does what Asgard does and kind of a bit of a beat stick. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just goes and kills stuff and that's kind of what you want him to do. Um, I think Heimdall is probably the stronger of the two and I think you'll see him showing up in a lot more, char- like a lot more affiliations as a splash character. Um, he's definitely a utility piece i mean he's kind of got the lockjaw teleport he's also got the re-rolls so it's the kind of the one thing that we've always said asgard need is re-rolls so he's just basically there giving you re-rolls um i mean it costs two power two, yeah. yeah two power but i mean he gains two power returns so it, it's not like he can't do it uh and then he's obviously like we said got the um bifrost kind of teleport so that's always a good thing. Three power is a bit on the high side, but to be placed within two, uh, I think when you think of what's the other what what's lockjaws? Lockjaws is within three. So within. The, yeah, so again, that's a place within two, I believe. But the yeah. key here is the guardian of the Bifrost is any character within four of him. Now he does have a slightly smaller base than lockjaw, so that might be. But still, you get a much wider um area yes and it doesn't cost an action as well lock jaws is a action to do that isn't it so yeah. so yeah i think for me the two of them were great i was glad that they weren't a four and a two because my concern was that heimdall was going to become a leader as it was rumored and that would have meant that we wouldn't be a you know, my biggest concern was the best way to play Asgard was not to take Thor. And that was something I never wanted. Yes. As bad as Thor can be at times, that was that was the big concern. <laughs> Thankfully, that's not the case. Um, Heimdall, I think I've played a couple of games with him now. He just struggles for power. He has got a five dice strike. It's not bad. But realistically, you're wanting to do so much with it that... He really does struggle with power. Yeah. And I think that's my biggest criticism of both of them, especially Heimdall, is I think they will be better outside of Asgard than in Asgard. Yes, they're affiliated to Asgard. We're we're assuming they are, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a shock if they're not. (laughs) We assume they'll be affiliated to Asgard. But I do kind of feel that actually Heimdall in 
Steve Avengers is going to be amazing in something like Brotherhood or A-Force or um, in Humans where they can pile power onto him. He can mm-hmm. do so much with it. Whereas in Asgard, he, the synergy isn't necessarily there. Yeah, I know what I mean, yeah. Because he's not getting the extra power for being in Asgard. He's getting the extra power just by default. Yeah. So that's my biggest concern with Heimdall, um, is he gives Asgard everything they need, gives them rerolls desperately need for their big characters like Thor and Angela, gives them extra mobility, again, brilliant for the likes of Thor. Um, as much, you know, Angela, yes, she can fly around, but if you can get two attacks out of her instead of having to do one after a move it makes so much more difference and you know placing with the two within for angela with the size her size base again is a is a decent move across the board so you know i think that their big hitters benefit so much from him the fourth end is i like it you know if you get within two of him for two power he gets to do a strike it all depends on who moves close to him if you feel that you can do three damage comfortably then yeah absolutely i mean if he's got something like a hammer on him or something like that where he's getting an extra attack you know you spend that two against maybe somebody with a two physical defense you're probably going to get some power back from it it also is going to discourage people with low health remaining from getting up close to him because yeah. again, he can do that, and this this would interrupt a charge, which I think is huge. You know, you've got somebody who charges into him with only one or two health left. There's a good chance that he'll finish them off before they get to attack him. Mm-hmm. So I like I like all of that. But like I say, my biggest concern is that actually he's gonna he's better in affiliations outside of Asgard. Yeah. Scourge, solid. I think. Doom Prophecy is going to be stapled to him quite a bit. Giving mm-hmm. him a 10 dice builder for a t- turn. It's, it's, it's always nice, yeah. Crazy. Um, yes, it means he's going to have no physical defense and he's only got three energy and two mystic, but he's only a three threat. And I think you can afford to do that on him. I think you can afford late game, play the card, get two 10 dice attacks or even a 10 dice and then what a 12 dice with his uh, spender uh-huh. um so yeah I, I think he will see that i these two team tactics cards then so these these are a lot more recent these came out after the mini extravaganza yeah um and the first one is meet my executioner this one in fact we'll skip that one we'll come back to that one because that's that's the the crazy one so let's go with weapons of midgard so this is a beam four five dice uh it pays two power and is des and troy from the film um and yeah so beam four five dice not bad it's physical it doesn't say that you can't add dice to it so again this is zero doom prophecy so doom prophecy you're talking nine dice beam four. Yeah. On certain um, setups, that's going to hurt. You know, gamma, demons, 
for any of the season E's basically, you've got a good chance of getting two or three characters with nine dice physical, which is yeah, going to hurt. Two power to play the card. It's like nine dice range four beam is a uh, yeah yeah. So I mean, it cost him what three dice to play Doom Prophecy, then two dice for this. It is two team tactics card slots, but I, I think as much as anything as well, the threat of that is going to make yeah. people be really cautious with their placements. As soon as he's got five power, then people are going to be looking at that thinking, all right, I can't line myself up. Especially then if you've got uh, Heimdall to late teleport, then puts yes. him in the perfect position, and then he goes at you know, the start of the next turn. You know, If you know that you're going to get priority next turn, if Heimdall's your last person to go, you can just place him line up the perfect beam that's just going to panic your opponent into doing crazy things <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the mind games of uh oh i don't want to but i like it's on the ease when you've got to be within one you're like oh well, i've kind of got to yeah and then yeah you just get a nice beam for everyone absolutely me my executioner is is his other one and this one was a bit of a surprise because i thought it was going to be you know if be you were hella. well hello or enchantress um either or because Hela from the films but Enchantress is the one in the comics so you know right. that that sits well in that sense I, I did wonder if they would give it to both of them but I thought it was going to be a, like a bodyguard on steroids or a, you know you attack Enchantress or Hela and he attacks back something like that not what it we have which is essentially when an other allied character would suffer a collision enchantress spends two to play this card so this isn't if enchantress is taking damage this is another allied character yeah which is the first odd thing because if he's her executioner why is he then saving other people then what happens is you place the allied scourge within one of the characters suffering a collision he then suffers the collision instead, but if he would suffer damage, reduce the amount he suffers by one. I suppose. So it gives them a free teleport, it, which is, I mean, situational at best, but because it's not in any range of enchantress, it's just. Well, yeah, it can be extremely powerful because it's a table-wide teleport. Yeah. Um if Scourge would suffer damage, you reduce it by one. Like we say, he's got four physical defense, so... He shouldn't be taking too much. And it doesn't say to a minimum of one, so... No. So he could easily yeah, get away with taking nothing. Yeah, and then it puts him in place to then start attacking people. Yep. Or if he takes a couple of damage and he gets a couple of power and then he gets to activate... But yeah, I know what you mean. It's a bit of a weird one. Like it's a very situational. So the the, the interesting points here for me is it's it can still happen if he has a extract. So yes. I think nearly every teleport in the game now is basically, especially in team practice cards, not if you don't have a an extract. Yeah. So this is a teleport for an extract. And you can cause the collision yourself. Suffer. 
So can you? Yes. Can you throw into your own characters? Can you, you? can. Nobody ever does, but you can. <laughs> and herbs. And we'll talk about it in a minute. But when this was revealed, everybody was like, "Well, this is going to break herbs," because again, turn one herb play. He goes up, picks up the herb, then you throw. You put somebody next to the herb. You throw something at that person, and he teleports across. And he's there, turn one. Yeah. Now, obviously, spoiler, but Herbs is dead. Um, and we'll come to that in a minute. But it's still, if you go grab an extract, it's a good way to pull him back to safety. If uh, you, something like Gamma, you want to put two people on the back point, you put somebody on the back point early on, and then um, last activation... You throw something at that person. There you go. He teleports to the back point, and you've got two people on the back point, and you score three points. There, mm-hmm. There's a number of ways that you can really utilize this. However, even without that jank side of it, it's still not a bad card. It's a brace for impact, almost. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, that could quite easily put him in a good position. And like you say, if he hasn't activated yet and you play this, you can put him right where you want him. Somebody like Magneto throwing terrain around, Magneto throws some terrain at somebody, you save that person with him coming in the way. And again, if that person's a small base as well, you can put it so that you position him in a way that Magneto can't throw any more at them because Magneto quite often will throw yes, yeah, know, a, a larger, the smaller and smaller until he kills them. You often will kill people with throws. You can actually stop two or three throws from Magneto by putting him in that way, in the way. Yes, he's going to take them, but like you see, he's got four physicals, so that's quite good. It's a shame it doesn't work for Enchantress because she struggles with physicals, uh, yeah. with throws. Because I'm pretty sure she doesn't count as five for a throw, does she? No, she doesn't use uh, her mystic. It's only her enchanting ability, like the character's got to pay two power. Otherwise, she defends against mystic defense. But uh, no, for blocking or dodging, she's always using two physical. Of all the Asgardians, because, you know, Asgardians generally have got solid physical defense. It's threes or fours. She's the only one that doesn't have a three or a four for physical defense, and yet she's the only one that can't use it. Yeah, it's a strange one. It's a really um, odd one in that sense. I do wonder whether it's meant to have actually been, you know, it's meant to include her as well. But it definitely says when another allied character would suffer collision, she spends the power to play it. Yeah. So it, it's it's. A little bit disappointing in that sense, but yeah, I can see that being something that's gonna do some weird things at times. I don't know how often I'll put it in my five. My five is gonna be seriously looked at again after what's happened, um, which we'll get to in a second. But I, it is a it's a bit of an odd one that. Yeah, uh, I suppose it's one that you can put in as your ten one of your 10 is a kind of very situational things, but yeah, it, I, I know what you mean. It is a very weird one. 
yeah. Overall, though, I I really like that we've got two more five threats for Asgard. I would have liked a two, I'll be honest, because I think that opens up so much. But a two threat with two power was always going to be difficult to get past. And then if you don't get the two power, then are they really an Asgardian? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it it is a bit strange. But again, I think because, again, the both Team Tactics cards are unaffiliated, you, you're at a point now where I do wonder whether or not actually they are going to be better off in other affiliations than Asgard. That, that's can... my biggest... Well, that's my only real gripe, to be honest. Yeah, I can see that one being used in, like, Crimson to, like you said, get onto objectives. Yep. Enchantress is obviously in Crimson. No, she's in Cabal. She's, not, she's she? in Cabal, yeah. I think Heek Scourge might be Cabal affiliated as well. So yeah. again, you could see it there. But Crimson is a perfect example because quite often you don't want Crimson characters taking uh, taking collisions. There are some that you know got that damage reduction. Um, but again, if you've got somebody on a point and you get to the point where nobody wants to throw anything at them because you're going to have two people on that point, <laughs> yeah. which will be four people, which will be it, it does get to that point where it, again it's it's a bit of a mind game as much as anything yeah definitely excellent right so then that's all i thought we would be talking about today along with our trip to scotland for the midsummer madness however we're recording this on sunday night and on friday big news dropped ripped up the playbook quite literally (laughs) they've introduced something called challenger events now, Challenger, I didn't realise this, is a character from the Marvel Universe who likes to challenge people to different ways of doing things. So that's why they've brought them in, um, which works for me. That's that's a great idea to call it that. And it's almost their... They haven't called it this, but it's essentially their tournament pack. Yeah. And they've got two versions of it. So you can either play they've got different timelines so they've got a concept of timelines and you can either play a standard timeline or an extended timeline and we'll cover at the end what they do but you can find this on the atomic mass games website it's under i think it's just un, quite literally under um organized play and there's uh in their challenger events and as i say it's essentially a tournament pack so a lot of the talk in the community has been about the timelines and we'll get to those in a minute because they are highly impactful however there's a lot in this pack that i'm not sure i've seen that much talked about so if we quickly go through it one of the interesting things is they've got a concept of players watchers and eos now an eo is an event organizer what we're used to calling essentially a to a tournament organizer so um that to start with i kept seeing eos and i was like what what is an eo but yeah it's a, <laughs> it's a to <laughs> it's a not a person that organizes things um so it talks about players responsibilities so about miniatures now it doesn't say that the miniatures have to be atomic mass games miniatures it says the miniature must be made from a majority of atomic mass games miniature parts so it does allow you to do some customization as such but 3D prints are not 
allowed. And obviously, they, I would never expect an, an official pack to allow yeah. 3D prints. Again, this isn't going to be the pack that the community lives and dies by. And I'll tell you why later on, because there's other bits. But I think this will form the basis of a lot of stuff. I'm so easily identifiable, the right size, etc. Nothing surprising there. Players must have all the correct cards, no proxies. They must have the correct dies. They must use the correct measuring tools. Or if they're going to use customized ones, ask the event organizer. Tokens. Interestingly, they've split tokens into two different types. So you've got essential tokens and non-essential tokens. Essential tokens are the ones you put on the board to represent special effects. And they say these are a specific size. I think essentially what they're talking about here are about crisis tokens. So, yeah. you know, your secures, your extracts, they have got a specific size and it's important they are a specific size. They're what you're classing as the essential ones. Then you've got the non-essentials. So they're not allowed to modify the essential tokens. But again, we've seen plenty of people using the acrylic ones. I think essentially what they're saying is don't have anything that's the wrong size for those because it's important. The mm -hmm. non-essential ones, get yourself away, do what you want to do, however you want to do it, which again, makes sense. Your roster needs to be within the, the rules, within the rule book, fine. Then sportsmanship, yes, we should all play well in the game and they actually dip into a couple of things here. Um, so, you know, expected to act in a civil way disputes disagreements will happen but you should be respectful of others all the stuff that you would expect anybody who's been to tournaments for any amount of time there's nothing particularly surprising here yeah missed opportunities essentially saying don't go back so if you forget to do something in the particular time frame you can't go back and say oh actually i should have done this again Depends on your opponent. I've done it. Others have done it in tournament settings. Everybody has a different view on it. You've, you've best to talk to your opponent beforehand about it. But in essence, yeah, you shouldn't really be looking to, to go back to things. And yeah. Uh, margin of error, again, they accept that the game's not perfect and models are going to get nudged or knocked and what have you. Tables gets knocked and things move slightly but just to keep that to a minimum. And then it talks about unsportsmanlike conduct. So treat others with respect, you know, don't mislead your opponent, don't intentionally disrupt them, don't quickly remove dice from the table before your opponent can verify your role. A lot of that is standard. That last one, I think, is probably the one that is, for a newer player, they might not realise. Yes, you yeah. Know, I don't think it matters how long you've played the game or how many events you've been to, treating people with respect, not misleading them and not intentionally cheating, basically, shouldn't need to be said. <laughs> Whether it's your first tournament or your hundredth, none of that really need, should, and I know yeah, it does. Yeah, but yeah. Shouldn't, uh, it shouldn't have to be reminded. <laughs> no, but the removing your dice is something that I think some players especially when they're new and they're feeling the pressure of the time, might think they're actually helping by quickly moving them, quickly playing on, but actually give your opponent a quick chance to see what you've rolled. Yeah. It's, it's never a bad thing. Um, event organizers' responsibilities, rules. Now, here we get to the interesting stuff for me. 
So they've got a concept of Swiss round times and they've said that it should be a variable length. Now, I've never heard of this before, and I think this is brand new to, to this challenge away. And essentially, they start the timer, they recommend for 90 minutes, and then they, you create a variable game length. And this is you roll five dice, you add a minute to the round for each crit and wild in the result. And that gives you your variable length for that round. Okay. I don't like that at all. I don't think that's going to catch on. I could be wrong. There's a line in here that says the event organizer should never tell players the remaining time in the round, which I think is crazy. Yeah. I think what they're trying to do here is add the element of randomness, which I kind of get if you're doing a more narrative event. Yeah. So if you want to make it more narrative, you know, the characters are never going to know at what point the game ends. Fine. You know, it, it adds a little bit of excitement in that sense. But at the same time, if you're running a tournament, and I know this isn't specifically written for tournaments, um, I would have said that actually, you know, you want to be clear. You want to say that you've got 90 minutes. You have your clocks up around the uh, room if you can do. You explicitly say, you know, you've got half an hour left 15 minutes left five minutes left so that people know yeah how to manage their games so yes. i'm not sure that i'll catch on but we'll see it then talks about pairings and swiss pairings which is the standard however it talks about progression cut now this is an american thing that we don't tend to see over here i haven't seen any event do it over here i don't think which is this concept of you play so many rounds and then only the top X yeah. play and the rest of you drop. Now, I know that's a big thing in America and they do it at a lot of the uh, conventions. I could say we don't tend to see it here in any system. Yeah, it's like if you're all going to the same event, you should all be playing the same like amount of rounds and games, not go, all right, yeah. These top eight are still playing. You lot can all leave now. Like it's a bit. It's a weird one. Like just play it until you've done the amount of rounds with your top players. Like if you've got someone who's played six rounds and they've won six games, then yeah, yeah, yeah. It it is hard. Um, We have seen. I didn't tend to see it so much in previous systems I've played, but in MCP I have seen not a lot. But more than I expected, people leaving before the final round if they haven't won any games. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen that a few times. Which, again, if you've paid money to go to an event, just stay for the whole thing, even if you're losing. Yeah, like, I kind of it, it still mystifies me, and maybe it's different people's attitudes to it. Um, but no, I, we have seen that. A fair bit and it is a bit of an odd one and i don't know whether that's a crossover from that concept of if you don't make it to the top cut you all go home i don't know mm. but like i say i don't i don't see that catching on it might do i might be completely wrong but everything i've seen from the uk community suggests otherwise um and it's not something i particularly like to to see happen here 
well, everyone wants to play games. Like I said, if it's a case of, you, you know, that could potentially happen, then I probably wouldn't go to the games, to be honest. Like, the events. Like, uh, I'm paying money to go for a, a full day's gaming. Yeah. Especially if you go as a group. And say if one of you gets into the top eight. <laughs> you got like, in the car together. What's and the other four like... people in the car going to do? Just yeah. sit there and watch them going, well, this is fun. <laughs> and I think it, it works in America because it tends to be conventions. And if you're at a convention and you you know you can go wander off because there's things to see yeah whereas we go to an event that's just an event in this country because we don't have conventions unfortunately and so you don't like you say you don't get that it, it literally would be if and five of us went in the car to scotland the other week if we'd done that there and one of us had made the cut and the other four hadn't the other four would have just gone to a different table and just played another game. You know, we, yeah. it's yeah. quite because there's nothing else to do. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that doesn't catch on unless we get conventions here, in which case it, it starts to become a completely different kettle of fish, really. Mm-hmm. Um, tiebreakers. So they've recommended strength of schedule, victory points scored, and then random. I'm not really sure you should ever have a random one, but again, this isn't necessarily a tournament. This is events. Uh, talk about terrain, and then they talk about watchers, and basically these are people that aren't there to play, but they are there to make sure that the event goes smoothly. They're not the event organizer, but they're still people that are around to to check. And again, they've got the power to eject people from the events. I hope we'd never see this, but their recommendations are things like if they become violent towards people, if there's a reason to believe they're intentionally cheating or they've received three or more warnings. Yeah. And there's a concept of a head watcher. Um, and then at the end of all of that, you get this little bit that talks about timelines. <laughs> and this is where the fun yeah. begins. This is a uh, divided people, I think. <laughs> so we've got two timelines and Let's go with the extended. So the extended timeline is all characters, all team tactics cards, all crisis, and all infinity gem cards. Free for all. Bring what you want. Have a laugh. Roll some dice. So the important thing to note here is this isn't how we used to play. Because I've seen a couple of people say, well, that's what we're playing at the moment. It's not. There is no banned and restricted list yeah. for extended. But there is, how can I rephrase this? The banned and restricted list for extended is currently blank. Yes. So there is one, but there's nothing in it. There's nothing on there. So it is a free-for-all. I've heard a few people say it would be fun. I think I would only do this if everybody going knew what they were getting themselves into. (laughs) And, you know, you if you did it, then just don't complain that something's broken because again, oh, it would. Yeah. you're going to get things like drop off. You're going to get hired muscle. You're going to get all the things that have been banned, that have been restricted. You're going to get people taking what braze, med pack, patch up, fill dressing in one. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be things like that um, with Dr. Strange hood and Asgard. I don't know, you know, where they're just impossible to kill. So, yes, I, I, it would be fun to do one, I think, just to do one. It's not something I'd want to do multiple times because I think AMG have admitted there are 
issues with some of the cards that they've printed, uh-huh. and understandably so. When the game was young, they put out a lot of stuff, and th- th- there's no way of knowing what's going to come around the corner. They, I think they've done an excellent job so far, but they rightly have pruned certain cards and certain interactions that were giving negative play experiences. Yeah. So if you go into like when when you've got so many characters and like specific tactic cards, what it takes is one person to realise, oh, if I do that and that, then you can do that, and then suddenly everyone does it. Um, and that it's like I said, like you said, sorry, like AMG have kind of very quickly stamped those bits out when they have a rose, so it's not been a big issue. No, and I think they've done a really good job with that. So if people want to play Extended, feel free, but be aware there are <laughs> problematic cards in there. Then we get to Standard. Now, Standard is all characters. And then they've said what different cards you can use based on, they're calling it the set symbol. So most people probably have noticed that the bottom right of all your cards, whether they be Team Tactics cards, Crisis cards, or Infinity Gems, and I must admit, until this came out, I didn't realize they were on the Infinity Gems because I don't play Black Order. Um, they've all got a little symbol. Mm-hmm. Now, that little symbol, we've always wondered what it was there for. It means something. So essentially, they're doing refreshes. So in the core set, all the cards printed had a little icon that was Spider-Man, essentially. Or Spider-Man's mask, face, whatever you want to say. Yeah. And then we started to see um, Mjolnir, Thor's hammer in some. I think we then went to Cityscape and then kind of across through them. I must admit, I did notice them to start with. I thought they'd be useful for something at some point, but didn't really notice that the symbols had changed that much. Yeah. Um, but in standard, sorry, yeah, in standard timeline standard, you can use all characters. The team tactics cards can only have Thor's hammer, cityscape, and the cross. The crisis cards can have Spider-Man, Thor's hammer, cityscape, cross, and infinity gems can only have Thor's hammer. Yeah. Now the Infinity Gems ones I find a bit odd because I can't imagine ever being at a point in the game where you're only allowed some of the gems. I suppose if they get rewrites, so at the which stone was it got a rewrite? Time stone was it? Yes. So I suppose if they decide they want to rewrite all the gems, they could potentially change the symbol on them. Then go. Well, they can change the symbol. That's not a problem. Because, and we'll get to that in a minute. Where I'm confused is to at what point in the game you could argue that only some gems exist. Because it's not really a team tactic. It's a, it's a bit more like characters for me. In that sense of how do you play the game without all the infinity gems oh no i think i think all the infinity gems will be there like i said i, I think down the line they might change them like to a different different rule set so like you kind of go right 
Thor Sam has got all the current rules on, etc. The next one, which is an X, has all the different, like, completely different rule set for him, so you can only use those ones instead. Maybe, well, maybe. I mean, it's a, it's a bit weird because there's yeah. only so many things you can do with gems, <laughs> but yeah, I suppose it is a way of kind of, yeah, making them a bit more unique rather than if you just put a bit like what it says for characters all characters if you do suddenly get three or four different gem sets with different rules and you go oh gems then you're just going to get a complete yeah i just i found it odd because yeah i'm intrigued to see what they do with that yeah but i'm sure if you haven't read the rules which i'd be surprised you haven't but if anybody's out there listening to this going well what about all the ones in the core set they all had the Spider-Man symbol. That doesn't mean that they're all gone for Team Tactics cards. They've released, about a month ago now, a card pack, which mm-hmm. originally was seen as, this is a good way for players that haven't been in the game very long to catch up, rather than having to buy all the boxes, You know, there was this card pack. But then actually what turned out was, majority of the cards in there were from the core set, but some were missing, and it was all a bit odd. It turns out that was basically so that they could reprint a lot of the cards from the core set with a different symbol on to allow you now to use those. Yes. So if you haven't got the new card set, you can still use your original cards if they've if they're part of that core set. That sorry, the, the new set. So in essence, it all gets a little bit confusing. <laughs> the course the, the 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 set card set isn't that expensive i think it's about 28 odd quid but i know in this current time things are tight for a lot of people so i can see why people might not want to get it i'm going to quickly go through the list that i've been given as to what is and isn't I don't take this as gospel but <laughs> i'm pretty sure this has got nearly everything before you go for it this is the one gripe i have with it that they've done all of this they've done the set symbols they've done it all and they they love doing these documents with everything in just do a document for like standard and say these are the cards you can use because like you said you can buy that card set because it's been reprinted and it's got all the symbols on you can use your old cards but you still have to try and if you don't own that card set, you have to then work out what cards are actually in there and what ones aren't. And I know it's relatively easy to do. Yep. Yeah, you but, can go online and see because on the back of the card set it says yeah, what cards are it, in there. It shows that it. picture's available in multiple different places. But, but for a newer player or uh, I don't know if it's a newer player, but if you don't know that that card set is the set that you can use. Because the like that card set, it was kind of marketed as a here's some updated character cards and we've included some team tactic cards. It was never really talked about as a standard. No, this concept came out after that. Yeah. For me, my biggest worry with this is because this is a way of playing. If you are playing just with your mates, you're probably not going to play this. No. Right. And therefore, when you come to a tournament or an event and somebody says this, if you haven't got that card pack, you're right. It's at that point when you go, well, which one's can I use? Yeah. 
how do I find all this out? You know, so whether the community, when they put out packs and say we're doing standard timeline and they actually write in their packs what that means, and they might list everything in there. Yeah, I don't know. Just, but it would have been someone. nice for an AMG document that just clearly <laughs> yeah. said one way or the other. I'm sure someone will create a nice looking PDF that shows all the cards that you can use. And then it becomes a, I was going to say a norm for people to put in their packs, but a lot of the events that I've seen don't really have a lot packs, of packs at all. No, unfortunately, um, I think we've come from AOS where a pack is a kind of a normal thing that outlines everything. Whereas a lot of them, it's created on Facebook and just says, yeah, it starts at this time. Crack on. Um, yes. Very much, and um, yeah, it's it's different. But yeah, I th- it would have been nice for it to be clearly stated somewhere. I think if in doubt, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm going to get a bit confused, either go buy the pack. If you don't buy the pack, have a look what's on the pack. Go through your collection and literally put all the cards that either I'm about to read out now, or if you want to do it yourself just to be sure, do the comparison. Everything that's no longer in circulation, put in a different place. Don't throw them away, right? Because these are not, I suppose the key thing here is these are not got rid of completely. They are cycling through. So these cards could quite easily come back in in a later date. Yeah. So that's one thing to be clear. This isn't the end for these cards. They may come back. They might not. Some of them definitely won't. <laughs> but they may. Yeah, yeah. So on my list, I've got Drop Off. These are Team Tactics cards. So Drop Off, Seeing Red, Battle Lust. Or you've got Phil Dressing, Tactical Analysis, Med Pack, Unearthly Rage, Blind Obsession, No Escape, Reversal, Hired Muscle, Acute Senses, Climbing Gear, Extreme Conditioning, Heavy Audience, Bitter Rivals, Rocket Boots, and the only affiliated one out of all of these, Web Barrier. Now, a lot of those were on the banned and restricted lists anyway. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. Some of them, I'm surprised that are in there. I don't know why Heavy Ordinance is in there. Like, I don't think, I think I've played against it once. There's nothing. Well, there was one in here I didn't even know existed. Uh, reversal. That's when I do this before. <laughs> reversal. I'd never, never seen. Well, I have seen the card because obviously I saw it at one point when I put it in my binder. Um, but I've never seen anybody use it. No escape. I don't think I've ever seen anybody use that or talk about it. So there are a few in there, and I think that maybe they've just looked at them and said, "Well, these cards are just useless." You know, and dropped them out for yeah. that perspective. I'm not too sure. So they're all gone for now. And it's interesting that Web Barrier is the only affiliated one that's gone. And I didn't think Web Barrier was too bad. I've played against it a couple of times, but, I, you know, it's not one that seemed to be stapled to Web Warriors. They've now put a new banned and restricted list. Now, I know this confused a few people because when they put it out, they put it in their is it a turquoise color that they put updates in uh bluey color i think it is yeah so to suggest that they'd added new things to the existing band and restricted but i think the best way to look at it is the existing band and restricted is no longer exists 
because that way of playing the game no longer exists. You're now in timeline. Yeah. And therefore, it's a brand new banned and restricted list, in essence. As opposed to one where they're adding to it. (laughs) So on there, we've got restricted. Now, we've got advanced R&D, brace for impact, disarm, indomitable, patch up and sacrifice. Disarm is probably the only one in there that surprised me. Disarm's a weird one. Yeah. I don't think I've ever... I've seen it come up quite a few times. Tom uses it, um, and I'm pretty sure Lee Fu's used it against me a couple of times. Right. So I've I've have had to come up, and it is a bit of a pain, and I've played against it in tournaments as well. But I didn't think it was that. And again, a lot of these things, you don't know what's around the corner. How many of these are reactive, and how many of these are preemptive? Is there going to be something with Malakith that you know would have made disarm? Ridiculous? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um. We've got, for the first time ever, two Infinity Gems on the restricted list, Reality and Space. Mm -hmm. And this is big because a lot of people have been complaining about Thanos. A lot of people have come up with a multitude of ideas of how to fix Thanos, but nobody's really liked. I don't think I've seen or heard anybody suggesting that the fix to Thanos was to restrict Reality and Space. But actually, I think it probably hits the nail on the head. Um, uh, it kind of does. Like, reality is more for Corvus, isn't it? It was, but I, the majority of times Thanos has been splashed in other affiliations, he's been reality space or reality oh, I mind. Was, I thought he was always there. Uh, mind and space now when, when he's being splashed in things like guardians etc right um tends to be reality in one of the space or mind um so i think that's kind of it and yeah obviously in black order you don't see that because reality is more or less pinned to corvus yeah so yeah. that kind of it doesn't stop it but it brings it back into into line as such and this is what they've always talked about they, they know there's a bell curve they just don't want things on it the edges of the bell curve so i think making reality and space restricted you know some people are going to say well that's going to really hurt black order well black order have now just got a whole raft of new team tactics cards they've got a whole they've got what two brand new characters i must admit i was starting to get worried about black order with all the things they've got i think this really helps bring them back in added to the fact that on the restricted list there's you know you've no longer got field dressing or med pack or some of the others in there that perhaps had been used to to help them out anyway yes yeah so yeah i do i i think that's that's going to help a long way we've then got two band cards and both are crisis cards so we don't have any Team tactics cards that are banned now. So things like um, drop off that was banned previously, um, um, rocket boots, mm-hmm. they're both out of rotation. Um, so they're no longer in the band. So panic grips as the evacuate evacuation efforts continue. 
that's still banned and that was banned previously yeah we've now got mystic wakandan herbs fact or fiction it turns out they're fiction because they're doing they're the band now <laughs> um so this was as we indicated earlier uh that's why the scourge play was very short-lived yes <laughs> Everybody's yeah. like, he's broken it he's broken it and then it was like yeah um i know a lot of people are happy to see the back of herbs i didn't dislike it that much it was a bit comic that literally every time a team tactics card or a character came out that you know you could do weird and wonderful things to get him turn uh, one herb play yeah hyperball and uh, yeah you know yeah. great okay you still didn't see it that much so i've never played herbs <laughs> in all the games i've played i've never played herbs <laughs> so I'm like oh okay but played it a few times i it was a pain like sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't I played it with Criminal Syndicate because it was good for them because you could pass it around. Yeah. I just think that it was a great concept, but it it did have issues. And yes, they could have tweaked it, but it's gone now. Does this mean the end of the A map? I don't know. Maybe. Oh yeah, because it's the only ones, isn't it? It's the only one in the A map. So it might be the end of the A map. It might not. Before we came on air, we were talking about the fact we haven't seen any new Crisis cards for a while. The last one was Superpowered Scoundrels in the Rogue and Gambit release. And that was, what, beginning of the year? Yeah. But Extract is a long time. So we've had a couple of Secures, but we haven't had an Extract for a long time. And of all the new releases that are on the website, because you were looking at this before, none yeah. of those have got crisis cards. No. And that's what, five or six more boxes. And we haven't had a crisis card in any of the boxes we've recently had. So I don't know. I It kind of makes sense that they were going to have a lot of crisis to start with to build that up. And it was always going to tail off. And it was going to get saturated. I think we're just going to have to get used to it. I think you're probably going to see maybe four, four a year, two of each would be a nice way to tick over. Yeah, especially with the sets now. They could always rotate out a couple and add new ones in if they don't want to like kind of dilute the yes kind of mission thing. But yeah, like you said, it kind of we've not seen them in a while, and it does kind of become a. I'm I'm surprised at something like fear grips isn't on a restricted because you see that in like everyone's list it's a very straightforward fun extract and i think that's maybe why it isn't restricted because it is a straightforward fun one it doesn't necessarily cause any problems maybe some people will argue that shield causes problems with it but i think shield causes problems with a number of things I don't think it's it's that in particular. That's what I mean. You put a you put a couple of the popular missions on the restricted list, and suddenly it becomes a bit more of a choice for missions. Like overall, um, like I'm just having a look here as statistic on Longshanks. Yeah. 
Fear Grips has had 1,400 games, and the next one nearest is Struggle for the Cube, which was 1,000. And then after that, it's all like less than 1,000. Yeah. And you look on Secures, Infinity Formula's got 1,000. Demons Downtown's got 900. And then everything else is in like the 400s. It's like if you had the popular ones on to a restricted ones, it suddenly makes everyone go, do I really want to play that one again? Or should I take something that's kind of less taken? And then you start seeing some of the different I think you missions. will get, yeah, I think you will get a bit of a, a bit more variety. I don't know that it's more. Hammers is a funny one because, I, I, like you say, it's quite a fun one. So maybe that's why it hasn't. Um, but we shall see. I, I, it would be nice to get some new ones just to to, to freshen things up a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, maybe taking out some of the others will freshen it up as well. We may well see that in the coming in the future. Mm-hmm. We'll so, see. That that was it. I, overall, I really like it. Um, I know a lot of people seem to think that it's broken the world and it's the end of the world, but I think a lot of people are calming down and maybe seeing that it's not that bad. It's always good. It means none of your models are invalidated. Yes, a couple of your cards might be, but will you? should you really have been buying packs just for cards? I'm not going to judge people. I did it. Others have done it. If you want to use that card, then it's yeah, good. like it's, it's it's the way that they do it. If you like, if it's the only way they're going to make it available to you, yep. Like you're going to do it. Um, I, I think, I, I think what it opens up is if the next range of the next set or whatever we call it comes out, then I think it gives them an option to change all the character cards as well. Like you know, like the yes. next wave of character cards and change all of that. Yeah, because they've been very quiet on. So, the character cards were meant to be the new orientation to make it easier for people to read. I haven't heard anything about any of the ones that haven't been the rules haven't been changed on them, then being reprinted in the, the new orientation. And then they've, they've they've gone very quiet on the reprints for the new character cards or the character cards in different orientations. So I do wonder whether or not that's because they've seen the impact of tweaking some of the rules for some of the older characters are. Um, They're considering, they said at the time they weren't, they weren't going to do that, but it's odd that it's taken so long and it's been so quiet. Yeah. There's still characters like Black Cat, for example, for stealing tokens, like yeah, a bit like Enchantress. It's like, well, is that going to get changed into an action? But they're just not doing anything about it. It is. It, it does seem strange because, like, I mean, updating the first characters that was great because it gave a lot of characters a new lease of life. Um, but yeah, to then not do anything else with anyone, we might get something on the mini extravaganza in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. Um, like we don't really know, but it is a strange one. But it is something we'll... I would love to know what what they're you know whether it's just timings and they're just slowly churning through them and it's just take a bit longer. Whether the pandemics cause problems or what I don't know, but 
yeah, it, it's interesting. Overall, really happy with what they've done, though. I think it is going to give a breath of fresh air to the game. It's going to freshen things up, definitely. It's not major changes, so it's not shaking the fundamentals of the game, as some people seem to have thought on internet in the last couple of days. Yeah. It is just more tweaks. It just keeps the game evolving. They were always in a struggle when they first released this game because they were never going to have that many affiliated Team Tactics cards. They were never going to have that many Team Tactics cards that were specific to characters. They had to do a load of unaffiliated Team Tactics cards that could be used by anybody. As time's gone on, you've got more and more flavorful cards that are affiliated, um, or based on specific characters. You look at the two that have just come out with um, Scourge. You know, no, they're not affiliated. We said before they're unaffiliated, but they're specific to him and once yeah. him and Enchantress. You, you've you've got those kind of cards, which means that you can. They had to put those strong unaffiliated generic cards in there, things like field dressing, because they needed that. But as the games evolved they're slowly taking them out and I think that's that's a really good thing mm-hmm. that's definitely so the final part of this episode uh, thanks for staying with us so far is a brief uh, wrap up of the Midsummer Madness event that was held last week two weeks ago <laughs> last, last Saturday wasn't it last Saturday on the 18th so just over a week ago yes so much it feels like so much has happened in the last week. <laughs> it has. Add on the uh, heat wave as well, and then it's uh, yeah, it just baffles you. <laughs> Frazzled my brain. Yeah. So there were five of us from Newcastle that ended up going up. So um, we had myself, yourself. We also had Lee, Fu. We had Sam, and we had. Uh, Thomas and we all went up so we had a bit of a uh, interesting journey up because um, somebody got a little bit excited and left the house far too early um, blaming you for that and (laughs) I I didn't do anything apparently you scared him on Thursday night telling him that it was going to be a really long journey so I had Lee Fu did the original well did the initial part of the journey um, picking up Sam, myself, and then yourself uh, a little bit earlier than we originally anticipated. I think he left his house quarter to five in the morning, so it was a very early start. Um, then we got across to Tom's by about half six, and then Tom drove from there up, so nobody had a really, really long journey. Um, got up there with plenty of time. There were a couple of other events going on. So it was at Common Ground Games at Sterling. A couple of other events going on for different systems. So it was nice and busy. But I think we only had 14 in the end. No, 10. 10. 10 players. You had six people drop out in 24 hours. Yeah, which which wasn't great. It was Father's Day the following day. I think that did impact it. But it was a bit of a shame that 10 of five of which were a slot so we knew we were going to end up playing each other at some point um but even saying that it it was another great event run by alan gibb of midlife crisis um 
who has, I have to say, got a wonderful YouTube channel who does some battle reports. So go check them out. Um, he quite quite a lot of battle reports get churned out from him um, using lots of different affiliations up against lots of different opponents and different affiliations. So go mm-hmm. check that out on YouTube. That's Midlife Crisis Protocol. And he was organizing the event again, and this was called Midsummer Madness. So we'll quickly go through the rounds. We won't go into too much detail. I think we've this is a long enough episode as it is, um, but we did want to cover this. So who did you have round one? So I had Mr. Liam Watt. Ah, uh-huh. uh, I know Liam quite well. We go to lots of AOS events, or we used to go to lots of AOS events together. Um, so it was nice to kind of game one to play someone that you kind of knew and had a bit of a catch up. So that was nice. Um, it wasn't nice playing his list, though. So he had a brotherhood and um, I should probably say I took criminal syndicate. It was a kind of test to see whether I wanted to take it to teams. Spoilers, I'm not taking it to teams. Um, but we played Montessi and Superpower Scoundrels. And I picked threat 17 because I know how awful his list was. Um, but he still managed to rock uh, Magneto, Thanos, and Mystique. So yeah. that was fun. <laughs> um, no, I mean it was a good game. It was it was one where we literally went up. Um, we were kind of back and forth quite a bit. Um, I kind of went wider, and he had them. So it was I was just trying to score as quick as possible. And I was outscoring him for the majority, and I just ran out of characters. Like that combination, uh, Mystique didn't really do much, but Magneto and Thanos together, it was just horrible. Um, and it ended up nineteen fourteen to Liam, I think it was. So uh, in round five, so it was a good game. It was just absolutely horrible list to play against. Like I chose seventeen because if I went twenty, it would have been uh, Magneto, Thanos, and. Hulk, I think it is, or Juggernaut. I can't remember which combination it is. Juggernaut, I think it is. Yes. Uh, 6, 8, 14, plus 5. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he, he just played one under. Yeah. Because he's, he's still in affiliation, but he's, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't choose that higher threat, but it's, it's still a horrible list. But, yeah, I lost 19-14, unfortunately. What about you? And your list, I'm just checking, your list is on... Longshanks, so if anybody yes. wants to go, it's Midsummer Madness. Go check it, it out. Most of the yeah. lists are on there. Very straightforward crimson. There's nothing in there that would uh, shock people. So, uh, yeah, it's on the list. Um, but what about you? Who did you play round one? So I played Evil Steve. So I took Asgard. So after my success at Protect Games a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to give them another go because I was like yourself trying to work out whether or not to take them to teams or not um and it was a relatively standard list so i'll quickly go through what i've got i've got thor valkyrie loki enchantress um not hella angela and then we've got as our splashes wong hulk lockjaw mr sinister and taskmaster so, um, you know, five Asgardians and a couple of splashes. I only actually used five characters all day, um, and you'll see why as as we go through it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so round one was Evil Steve. 
and he was running A Force. I think he had um, two or three different affiliations he could have run. I was surprised that he ended up with A Force in the end. Yeah. And we had Hammers and Meteors, and we went 18 threat. So Steve picked uh, 18 threat, which I was quite glad, to be honest, because my 18 threat is Thor, Valkyrie, Loki, and Hulk. So I rocked up with that. Wasn't really sure what I was going to face from him because I think he had uh, Steve Avengers as an option. I think he had something else in there as well. Um, but he ended up taking A-Force. So he had She-Hulk, Angela, Domino and Captain Marvel. Four super solid characters. Um, yeah. I really wasn't looking forward to this. Thor basically went up my left, picked up a hammer, sat on a meteor didn't really do much to start with and that was one of the biggest issues i had valkyrie went up my right but was then faced with captain marvel and domino never going to win that and then up the middle was loki and hulk versus she hulk and angela it was relatively level to start with um we got up to i managed to edge ahead to where are we 11 10 uh, after round three and what it basically came down to was Angela had three hammers on her so she managed to get to a point he he killed Hulk relatively early I think near the end of turn three Hulk was just alive and he had some not stupid dice but some solid dice and Hulk fluffed it and he managed to finish Hulk off literally the last thing that he did in turn three, um, which was disappointing because I had field dressing there. I had, um, I think I was running med uh, patch up instead of med pack, but you know, I had a couple of ways to keep Hulk going. And had he survived, he would have just smashed face at the start of my turn anyway. So that was a bit disappointing. Um, Valkyrie didn't last that long against Domino and. Um, Captain Marvel but he did manage to daze Captain Marvel uh, so she died as well so I literally had Thor and Loki left and like I say he had three hammers on Angela he brought Angela back into the middle and Thor managed to kill her off um, and Loki died as well so by the end I'm pretty sure it was just She-Hulk, Thor and Domino left but Thor had managed to do enough damage and he had like three or four hammers on him by that point because he'd taken them all off of Angela. Um, and I think he he killed, when he killed Loki, Loki had a hammer and, and he placed it in an odd place, which probably didn't help. So the game finished 19-15 to myself. Um, like I say, I, I, I was really worried throughout the game because there, there are some solid characters there. Um, but point Angela in back in to do some more damage. I think she whiffed one of them. Um, didn't help her. Then Thor actually came to the rescue in the end. Nicely done. So then we moved to round two, and you played. I played Evil Steve, who you just played. Aha. Uh-huh. There um, you go. So we played Gamma Wave and Spider Infected. Um, we went seventeen for it again. Um. I kind of changed it up a little bit. Like I said, with practicing, I just wanted to kind of use most of the characters and see who did what, what like what played with. Um, but I took Modoc in this. 
I, I love Modoc when he first came out. Uh, it was so such a fun character, and then he kind of like just I don't know. I think lots of other characters came out, and he kind of I just put them away. But in this game, he kind of like it just reminded me how fun he is to use. Um, it never got worse. I just think that, that you say there were other characters that were yeah. as good, if not better. Um, and he does. It is a weird one because you don't see him that much these days. And like you say, when he does appear, you all kind of go. Oh, that's oh, why they all yeah 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 uh so yeah i mean in this uh, i basically played for gamma i mean it's, it's criminal syndicate kind of 101 yes <laughs> uh just play that um he had she hulk venom hawkeye uh nick fury i want to say someone else as well no six ten 14, 15, 16, 17. No, that was his four. Uh, yeah, so he had four characters. Um, She-Hulk, I knew, was going to be a pain, especially on like this, because it's quite yeah. close in. So I just kind of tried to focus on her as much as I could. Um, I ended up kind of lucking out a little bit. Uh, Modok targeted She-Hulk with an attack, and Venom was in range for Lethal Protector. So he became the target of it, and then Venom, uh, Modoc just popped off and one shot Venom. I was just like, okay, <laughs> I'll take that. Like, yep. it's uh, that was quite handy. Um, so that kind of helped me. I had uh, Kingpin, Modoc, uh, Bullseye, Mysterio, and try to think who the last person was. It was one of my other threes. Three threats, and I can't remember who it was. Taskmaster? No, I didn't have him in my list. Oh. I can't remember who it was. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, they didn't really do too much. It, it was kind of a uh, black hat, I think it was. Because I thought, oh, well, with Spider Infected, I might be able to like steal objectives, etc. Yep. Especially with everyone being like close in. Um, but no, like, could have black hat died quite quickly, which I was like, well, that's, that's fine. If you're going to focus on them, then crack on. Um, Mysterio kind of annoyed him a little bit by like moving characters away, but he basically sat on the middle objective and kind of just tried to stealth as much as he could from Nick Fury and Hawkeye, who was on the back, their home objective. Yeah. Um, uh, and then it kind of got to the point where I, I think because I'd whittled down She-Hulk down to about four or five health left, he for some reason retreated her onto the home objective. Um, his home objective. Yep. And it kind of just gave me the opportunity because Venom had disappeared. I basically ran Kingpin and Bullseye onto his home objective. I had Mysterio on the middle, and uh, um, I kind of like left my home objective and got like five points and end up uh, getting the win. So I got the eighteen ten win on that one. So yeah, that that can happen with Gamma. It's one of those ones where it can be level like close close and then one swing one way or the other and all of a sudden you've leapt ahead yeah it was i picked up a couple of the spider tokens i just did quick maths i was like right if i do that and then i was like oh yeah if i just run onto his home objective because he only had um like i said she hulk nick fury and uh who was it hawkeye um i was like oh if i just yeah run onto that one then i'm outscoring him four to three and then with the extra tokens it was just an easy it, like i said it was a very straightforward criminal syndicate this is what you do set on objectives yep. and 
Modoc's just kind of there doing a bit of damage, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it was a very very straightforward but nice. Well, easy congratulations. There you go. Win. Cheers. Uh, how about you? So I played Ryan Hunter, uh, who was running Web Warriors. Now I played Ryan last time we were in Scotland, I think it was, um, with when I was running Midnight Suns and he had Web Warriors and he had an absolutely shocking game that game. Um, his dice just didn't really work and everything he tried just didn't didn't happen and Hulk just terrorised him. <laughs> so he picked the crisis, so I picked the threat. So I went for seven. Oh, because both of them are 17 anyway. So I didn't really get much choice. So we went for 17. And my 17 is vastly different to my 18 in that it's Thor, Valkyrie, Loki, and Angela. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so different. different. <laughs> now, I thought I was all right because it was Montessi. And one of the reasons I wanted Angela was because I knew she could go get the middle. There's only other one other character in the game that can do that. And that is Amazing Spider-Man. And I never see Amazing Spider-Man. But lo and behold, that's who turned up. So he was running Amazing Spider-Man, Miles, Gwen, Black Cat, and Miss Marvel. Mm -hmm. It was a really odd game. Um, he Because he got the extra book, he went up early. And I think for the first two rounds, he was winning by one each time. So we're slowly building a lead. And I think that's basically what got me was I didn't have enough to go get the books back. I did eventually get rid of Amazing Spider-Man and pick up one of the books. Thor went up the left to secure one of the infinity, uh, one of the consoles. Yeah. But he shifted everybody to my right. So Thor sat there for a, a large part of the game doing nothing. He was scoring a point, but it's five threats scoring a point, and I was struggling a little bit. Yeah. Um, he played really well, though. He picked his team tactic cards at the right time. Um, he had an odd selection of team tactics cards, but he played them really well. Loki caused him a couple of problems by costing the extra for the superpowers, which I don't think he was necessarily expecting. He managed to daze Angela round three, I think it was. Um, but it was still close. So going into four, it was nine, eight to him. And then it became a bit of a ruckus in the middle. And whilst I ended up with two books, a couple of misplacements and Gwen pulling people left, right and centre meant that I wasn't actually doing too well on the secures. Right. And he ended up going up. And I can't, I clearly forgot to take some photos near the end. I didn't use my team tactics cards that well. I had sibling rivalry, which was great, but never really got the two of them together at the right time. Field dressing and everybody who got days got days before I could really get anywhere to them. I forgot I had Indomitable. Um, so I forgot to play that when I probably should have done <laughs> to save me a couple of times. I'd flip most of his characters. But, um, yeah, we ran out of time on that one, and he was ahead 12-9. That's how it finished. I think probably could have pulled it back if we'd played longer, because by that point Thor had come in, 
Angela was the only person flipped on my side, whereas I think everybody bar Miles was flipped on his. So a couple of more rounds, and I think we could have I could have turned it around, but it wasn't to be. We just ran out of time. So yeah. So then we went for lunch, and we were all two. Uh, we were all one one, weren't we? I was. You were. Lee Fu was. I think, I think Tom was zero and two at that point, wasn't he? I think Tom was zero and two. But I think the rest of us were all one and one, and Sam was, Sam was on two and zero. Yeah. yeah. So we had a two and zero, an zero and two, and three of us one and one. So it was pretty obvious one of us was going to end up playing each other, um, and it happened in round three for me. Who did you play in round three? Uh, round three, I played you and Smith, who had complication. Um, I hate playing complication. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I just. Uh, I don't know what it is about him. I just find him so janky and like not janky. I suppose that's a bad word. Uh, I just find him confusing to play against. They've got so many like little synergies and the tactic cards that can kind of yeah. pop off in certain bits. It, like I always just struggle. So we played Reset Station and Deadly Meteors. Um, we went sixteen threat. Um, it was very much a very one-sided game. Like I say, it was it was just one where I thought I was going to do okay because it's kind of too essentially Secures. secure. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Complication just seemed to be able to take me off, smash me off. It, it was very much he had um Shadowlands Daredevil in the team, which was a strange one. Uh, I know why though. But yeah, it's the uh, ninjas that can then yeah, they keep dying, so you can use can come Iron, back. Is it Ironbound books? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, that can come back. Um, but also because it's a um, what's it? Because it's a extract, the ninjas can score and research station. Ah. It gives them so an extra body, yeah. It gives you an extra... It became like a bit of a pain because you think, right, I've outscored you, and then you completely forget the ninjas can actually score it. Um, so, yeah, it was very much... I scored, like, the research station for the first couple of turns, but then it, it just kept on wiping me out. It's the problem with Crimson. You've kind of got to try and survive. Yeah. <laughs> and it just didn't happen. Um, I, kind, I tried, like, Killmonger in this one. So I was like, oh, this would be quite good. It would be up close and you got to like, get in the fight and he just got taken off. I, th- I think he had Iron Fist in the list as well. Did he have Iron Fist? Yeah, he had Iron Fist as well for Heroes for Hire. Right. And it just basically, I, I completely forgot about Heroes for Hire. So I was like, right, I need to, I'm need. i going to go in for Shadowlands Daredevil and played it all. I had Cruel Tutelage as well. So you yeah. get like plus three dice. And then he just played Heroes for Hire. I was like, oh, forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's straight away, you've like you've wasted two tactic cards for yeah. something that's never going to happen. So, yeah, it was very much... Uh, it, it was, I think, the mission... Or not the mission. It it was the game where I realised Crimson just are not the faction for me. I, I like kind of taking a fight to someone. Yeah. And trying to sit and outscore people and just trying not to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I end up losing twenty eight. Uh, yeah, yeah. twenty eight. So yeah, it was a very much a one sided uh, game. It felt a bit closer on the table, but like I said, it was just 
just outscored me. And it, yeah, they couldn't really do anything about it, unfortunately. Fair enough. So affiliations just don't work for everybody. Yeah. How about you? So I played Mr. Lee Fu and his uh, spider foes. So always a good game against Lee. Always a fun, entertaining game. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And we had hammers and superpowered scoundrels. Now, Lee knows I hate superpowered scoundrels, so he was pretty chuffed that he got that. He got priority, um, and I picked 18 because I didn't really want to go to 20... um, because he's got quite a bit of nastiness in his list. Yeah. So my classic 18 of the Revengers of Valkyrie, Loki, Thor, Hulk um, were, were on the table and he was running Gamora, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Kingpin and Mysteria. Now, I was not looking forward to this at all because I hate Mysterio. Uh, Gamora always seems to do work against me. I don't think Kingpin was the right person in this particular game, and we kind of chatted about it afterwards. But what happened was Hulk went up the middle, Thor went on the right because the hammer was on a massive building. So with flight, I thought, he can go get that, no problem. He didn't take um, the thing where it explodes, pretty sure. Uh, sinister traps. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't take sinister traps, um, which again he normally does. So that was a bit of an odd one. But I was relieved not to see that because we'd played the, the night or so before, and he'd put sinister traps, and I completely messed it up, and he destroyed me. So it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we... I play against him, he seems to one shot a character turn one with it. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Valkyrie and Loki went down the left Thor, um, Hulk sorry, went in the middle Thor went on the right it was an odd one there was a piece of scenery near the middle just slightly off centre and it was a roundabout and it wasn't big enough for two of his medium bases on there and that caught him out a number of times because he essentially had Kingpin Doc Ock and Green Goblin all wanting to be in and around it, but he couldn't get everybody where he wanted it. And he did, you know, we talked about it, he wasted essentially a turn trying to do it. So Hulk had a hammer, Thor had a hammer, um, but he did manage to go up early on the secures. So it was 5-3. Then Hulk did a bit of damage and caused some problems. Thor as well did a Frasgard and I think dazed Doc Ock. Valkyrie got dazed. Loki just survived. It was all going off. Um, and we went to... I managed to leap ahead at that point. So it went, what, 5-8. Then the piece of scenery in the middle got thrown. I think he then changed his mind and moved Mysterio back got a hammer with him and ran him away which probably wasn't the right answer he did kill valkyrie um quite early on but he had a lot of cards flipped at this point hulk went crazy and he he did the classic trying to focus on hulk to get rid of him but didn't yeah. finish him off which just left him with hammers and lots of damage so he then just did what hulk does smash face yeah, yeah smash face dazed a load of people loki was a pain as always and we ended up 
um, what was it, in the end, 16-12. So it was one of those ones, a bit like your game two, I think, where I kind of looked at the board and looked at what I needed to do and realised I just needed to do one or two bits here and there and I would win. Um, I think I managed to field dress Thor, who then threw a couple of people around. It was just one of those ones where I kind of looked at it and was like, yeah, that, that and that. I get a 16 and you can't come back from it. Yeah. So fantastic game. Always fun playing Lee. Um, if anybody ever gets a chance to play him at an event or anything like that, do it. It's <laughs> it, it's entertaining to say the least. Um, so that put me on 2-1. Mm-hmm. And then going into round four, you had... I had Derek, Derek Scott, I think it was called. Let me just check. Uh, yeah, Derek Scott. Who right. had uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Alright. Um, so, no, this was a kind of very straightforward Guardians list. I don't think he, I'm trying to remember now, I don't think he had anything too out there. Yep. Um, I'm trying to actually remember now. <laughs> I don't think his list is on there, is it? No, he didn't have his list on there. Um, I forgot to take photos. Um, no, I'm pretty sure it was a very straightforward kind of a list, really. Um, we played Fear Grips and Terrigan Cloud, so it wasn't too bad. It was a very kind of pick up your home hammers and then move on to the side. Um, yeah. And it, we played 20 threat as well. Uh, I think I kind of talked him into it. Just to, I was like, look, it's last game. We're not going to win. Like, neither of us are going to win the event, so... Let's just go big and go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, so okay. we kind of um, split our teams up, kind of quite similar. We kind of had a couple of big hitters on each side, and then just basically moved around to each um, cloud. Um, it kind of turned into the clouds were kind of getting moved towards the center of the table, just so they could try and get close to each other. Yeah. Um, and then it was kind of very much a basically smash them up. Like that's kind of what it turned into was a see who could get them like kill the quickest. Um, so I had I tried out who did I try out on this one? Amiga Red. I tried out. I gave Killmonger another go and just he actually he didn't do too bad. Um, he got a few kind of a uh, back and forth kind of got a few bits in i think derek might have had shadowlands daredevil again in this one did he i'm trying to remember now i honestly can't remember my, my head was a blur by the end of the day <laughs> i think getting up early and uh yeah. playing four guy four games and forgetting to take photos as well um but yeah it, it was kind of one of those again with killmonger he was going in and with shadow daredevil he's like blocking with blanks as well etc so it became a bit harder to kind of get rid of them but no it it was an okay game it was like i said it was the problem was it was kind of became an attrition game and guardians can definitely do it a lot better um he had angela as well which was always a bonus um because she can kind of get the double move and pick up both hammers which is what he did um so yeah, he's kind of like she get... can't. She can't. Can she not? No. So there was talk about this 
where was the, I, I did see talk about this the other day and somebody was saying that she's um something like five eighths of an inch out or something ridiculous like that oh right okay yeah um because she has to go up and then come back pretty sure it was angela that was this was on okay i'm trying to think i don't know it's very close so it's not it's not something where like it's miles out and like if it if the table's been laid that way etc yes it's not yeah you know i'm not saying they cheated um but i'm pretty sure Angela cannot do it if you measure it, if everything's where it should be. Right, okay. I'll remember that for next time now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it just basically turned into, a, again, ran out of bodies, unfortunately. Um, Omega Red was okay. I think the problem I find with Criminal Syndicate, a lot of the characters are like slow movers. Yeah. So it's kind of, it turns into a bit of a slog, especially on like these ones where you're literally battling on the clouds that are on the middle of the... Yeah, your deployment has to be really solid as well. Like you say, you, you kind of, because they are slow movers, you can't get around quite as easily. Yeah. If you uh, don't get it where you want it. So, yeah, I had uh, I was running extreme conditioning quite a bit in a lot of the uh, um, in a lot of the games because it was kind of, like you said, with slow movers it was just like well at least it gives you one long move to get somewhere i had that in the uh gamma um uh gamma game someone pushed kingpin like backwards yeah like from my home objective so i was like towards the back of the table and i was like right okay well i'm gonna have to play extreme conditioning to then get him in range he's like I didn't think about that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just a kind of like a fail safe for those slow characters. So they're not spending two turns trying to get around, but um, no. So it was ended up being 2014 Derek. So I ended up going one and three for the whole day. So not the best showing I've ever had. Um, but yeah, the criminal syndicate, I just didn't really enjoy. Unfortunately, um, they've got some tricks. They've got some fun tactic cards. The new tactic cards as well, like some of the new ones in there, they give you extra attack dice and stuff. That's nice. Um, but yeah, for me, it's it's not one I'm going to revisit. Unfortunately, that's fair. And then you know, you took it up there to experiment with it to see whether or not you would like it. Mm-hmm. Didn't work for you. Yes, just the way to do it. Yeah, I've just looked and she can't make it apparently. So. Ah, fair enough. There you go. Um, but no, like you say, it was it was a way to experiment. It was uh, just to go and find out whether or not it was going to work for you. Because, like you said, we we basically done some team teams, um, <laughs> or <Yeah>. teams teams, <laughs> um, and you were down to do the crimson team, but we weren't sure whether or not you would enjoy doing it or not. So that. Was, that was one of the benefits of this was to go and experiment and see whether or not you would or not. Yes. Yeah. And it turns out you wouldn't. No. Nope. <laughs> kind of glad we, uh, yeah, did try it. <laughs> yeah. So I had Sam who we traveled up with. So we, we knew we were going to end up playing at some point. Um, Liam at this point was three and oh, and I think everybody else was, well, not everybody else, but there was a chunk of us on two and one. Yeah. 
So there were a couple of ways it could have gone. I quite fancied playing Liam because I've not actually played him in real life on MCP yet. I've played him online a couple of times. Um, but we've avoided each other up in Scotland uh, for the past three events. And I think with my list, it could have given him problems. Not saying I would have won. You know, Liam's a very good player with a very strong list. But with Mr. Sinister and Loki, the likes of Thanos and Magneto, Juggernaut, do get do struggle a bit more because they're having to pay almost two extra per superpower. And yeah. that really does start to to grind them down. So I was a bit disappointed I wasn't playing him. However, good fun playing Sam. Played Sam loads. Um, and at the moment, I seem to have the upper hand on his shield team. Um, he used to destroy me with his guardians. And when he first started playing shield, he destroyed me with his shield. But going into this, I think I'd won two or three on the bounce. Mm-hmm. I seem to have got his... Uh, shield team worked out i'm not really sure i could explain it but um, <laughs> it seemed to work so we ended up with uh, 16 again sorry we ended up with 18 again so we were playing hammers and infinity i had priority and he chose the 18 thankfully as opposed to 17 yeah so revengers were back out again pretty standard thor went on the right got a hammer hulk middle uh, Valkyrie left and Loki just hovering on the right he had Captain America Sam he had Hulkbuster Black Widow Hawkeye and Nick Fury with his grunts and now because I had priority you couldn't do the go grab both hammers however he can grab both with Hulkbuster so point Hulkbuster where he was he, I knew he was going to pick the middle one and go one way or the other. So stuck Thor on the right. Hulkbuster then went on the left and got those two hammers. Yeah. It was a bit of an odd one because essentially we ended up with Thor and Loki on the right against Captain America Sam. Valkyrie and Hulk on the left against everybody else. Okay. Which I was panicking about. about. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. At one point I thought I was better off just taking Hulk and sticking him on the right-hand side, and then we basically not play for a draw, but keep it close that way. Um, round one, it was four all. He threw Hulk away, but I did manage just to edge it because I think I managed to kill his Black Widow. And on the right-hand side, Loki and Thor managed to flip the traps on we weren't flipping traps were we no they they managed to get rid of uh, i think thor through um captain america so we scored over there so we went up to nine seven that point most of his cards were flipped apart from hulkbuster who was still running around with far too many hammers he didn't manage to kill hulk so hulk survived valkyrie got dazed um and i managed to go up 14 11 and then Loki and Thor were still on the right-hand side. Captain America was dead by this point. Hulk was still alive. Valkyrie was causing chaos. And I managed to win that 18-15. Now, in fairness to Sam, in his defense, he 
probably the first two rounds rolled a shed load of dice and didn't roll a single wild. <laughs> he had Hawkeye. He was like, all I need is a wild to trigger this. He had Captain um, America. I need a wild to trigger the, the push. It, it, so many things he just triggered on a wild. He just didn't get any of them. The grunts stayed alive. I didn't kill them, but because they didn't have a hammer, you know, they didn't have an extract. I wasn't that bothered by them. They weren't really doing anything to Hulk. I did have found with S.H.I.E.L.D. one of the things. If you're ahead, don't kill their characters or daze their characters piecemeal. You've almost got to have a round where you commit to finishing off a couple of characters. Because they get a victory point if they're behind and one of their characters gets dazed or KO'd. You kind of... If you daze or KO one early, you've then really got to press home the you know, say, right, yeah. okay, you've got that one victory point for it, but now I need to go after those ones. Don't bring down other ones. Let's finish off what we can so that we don't have to give them a victory point next turn when we do it. So yeah, that um, yeah. that's one of the things that I've, I've kind of found with it. He was super unlucky with his dice. There's no two ways about it. I think even when he did Helios laser, he didn't manage to kill Hulk. Um, it, it was it got a bit silly at points where it just just couldn't couldn't get it to work. Um, I think I managed to kill. Did I kill Fury in the end? I may well have killed Fury. I killed Black Widow. Uh, I killed Hawkeye. Um, I think Fury survived. Captain America died. Yeah, he, he really struggled with the dice. So I managed to finish three one, which I was super pleased with because uh, I was expecting two two. Um, and that's my second 3-1 with Asgard. That's it done. Unfortunately, Liam Watt refused to uh, be <laughs> sensible and lose a game. So he, he was the overall winner on 4-0 with his brotherhood list. Yeah. I was the only one on 3-1. and one, And then we had both Sam and Lee um, on 2-2. Two, two, and they were both the next two up. And then you and Ryan and Derek and Tom were all on 2-2 and then yourself were on 1-3 unfortunately Evil Steve dropped out when he was 0-3 um, so it did mean that somebody, I think it was Lee ended up having a bye but he ended up playing Alan and had a yes. good game against Alan so he didn't yeah. he didn't end up without a game um, overall you know really good event um, really good fun it, hopefully we get more next time so if you are able to um, go on up can't remember when the next one is. He has he has put it up on Facebook, so have a look. I think I'll... it's the last weekend in July. I think it is. That sounds about right. I'll try and find the link and put it in the show notes. Um, but really good event. I ended up also taking home best painted, which I was super chuffed with. Yeah, I no, up. Three people put their yeah. rosters <laughs> up. Which... A little bit. Uh, yeah. It, I, uh... It would have been nice if we had more people put stuff up. Yep. That, but I'm not uh, sure everybody was fully painted, so I, I, I kind I of found get that. that with a lot of Marvel events. It's like a lot of people don't paint. It's like, oh, come on, it's ten models. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not hard. Like. <laughs> Going from AOS, where people used to, well, you especially used to paint two thousand points, which is like hundreds and hundreds of models in yeah. a week, sometimes I mean. you know, a couple of days beforehand. It's not that hard to 
and yeah, yeah, a roster of ten. If it's something that you're using for months on end, like just put paint on them. It's not hard. Yes, we've got teammates, we've got clubmates that haven't done that. So I know they they, they need a, a long look at them. Fuck up your ideas. Yep. Um. So, but no, overall I was quite pleased because I I had spent quite a lot of time on them. Mister Sinister had spent ages on, and I was, you know, trying to get them looking nice. Unfortunately, Hulk came off his base, which wasn't wasn't great. Um, and came second, so I ended up getting quite. You, the the prizes there aren't trophies, they're um, vouchers. So I got mm-hmm. some good vouchers. I think you got a voucher as well for default last place. Default last that. place. You, so you got a voucher as well, which was great. Um, but yeah, like I say, always good events up there. Hopefully we'll get more people. Um, I know previously we've had like around sixteen twenty. It was just this one seemed to yeah. fall at a bad time. And they say six people dropped out within 24, 48 hours. There's not a lot you can do about that. Yeah. So that's the wrap up. What we have coming up, however, we've kind of hinted at it, is we've got a Teams event in a week's time. Two weeks time. Two weeks time. Two weeks yeah. time. Um, where we are putting in a team of you, me, Sam, Anth and another Thomas, Thomas Wicks. We're going to be going down to Element Games, so it's run by Tony Moore. This is a international event. We've got, yeah, I think it's... now, five international teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be fantastic. Great to, to get a load of players. They are, because we had to submit lists on Friday, and the new rules came out on Friday... <laughs> It did cause a bit of confusion <laughs> and last-minute questions. Poor Tony. Um, but Tony had actually already said that the cut-off point for rules was 12 o'clock. And what he meant by that, well, he said the cut-off point for whether Heimdall or Scourge would be included essentially said the affiliations list at 12 o'clock lunchtime was the cut-off. If they weren't in there then, didn't make it. Obviously, unless he had some insider knowledge i don't think he had any idea we were gonna get a whole new rule set as such um so it was a bit difficult for him to to be able to plan for this but he basically reverted to that and said look this happened after 12 midday in the uk therefore we're sticking with the rule set at the time it would have caused chaos to try and everybody redo their team's lists However, we also have an event on the Sunday. So the Teams is on the Saturday and it's four games. We've got an event on the Sunday, which is going to use the new rule set. So they are going Challenger timeline standard. And the reason for that is, and I understand again where Tony's coming from, he was saying he would have preferred to keep both events the same. However, that is the first in the... Um, Infinity series that we're doing in the UK. So there's six events, all part of the Infinity series. This was meant to be the second, but the first one, unfortunately, was cancelled. So this is now the first one. So they made a decision to try and keep all six of those using the same rule set. So it would have been silly to do the first one with the old rule set because then when we get to the sixth one in November, December time, (laughs) they would still be using the old rule set, which obviously by that point is silly um so i totally understand again why that decision was made and i'm excited it means that 
we are going to be playing with new banned and restricted and rotated team tactics cards for that event obviously all the characters are the same but yeah who knows what's going to happen hopefully scourge and heimdall are out by then mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna try and get some games in with those it does mean that we're going to be practicing for two events with different rosters in the next couple of weeks so that'll be fun as well yeah that's gonna get a bit uh, confusing. confusing yes especially if like me the difference between the two lists i'm probably going to take is going to be very minimal um <laughs> which is probably not yeah, a good idea i consider taking like a similar list for my team's list because i was like right it'd be nice and easy but actually i'm just going to take something completely different yeah. and then swap them out because it's like you said it, it's too much for not faff but there's too much chance that you're going to go oh, i'll just do this and then you go oh actually i can't do yes. that or you, yeah. you can't run these cards or you can't do so yeah i'm just i think i'm going to take like x-men for the sunday nice fun just put them on the table you know what they do they've got their own cards that are not banned just crack on play them for the day excellent um the lists have been submitted on friday um so tony is currently reviewing those and he's going to publish those once he has reviewed them to make sure they're all legal i think he's mm-hmm. doing a show on the honest wargamer channel um where they can do list reviews so they're going to go through all the teams and the lists and pick out anything that excites them yeah it's uh look forward to it It'll be good fun absolutely on that note we shall bid you all farewell. Thank you very much for sticking with us. People want to get hold of you on the socials. Uh, I am at Tales of War Games. That's Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yes, I'm on there. Um, what about yourself? Um, I am at Martin Swaffield on both Instagram and Twitter. And I'm also on the Discord, lots of different channels, um, at Tales of Crisis. Until next time, good night. See you later.